Hello, dear listeners to La Portada. So we thought we'd give you a little Christmas present this year and uh, share with you one of the bonus uh, episodes that only went out to Patreon subscribers. In it, me and Lily discuss uh, some of our more embarrassing Spanish mistakes. uh, And we also relied on our fabulous listeners and Twitter followers to tell us theirs. So we hope you enjoy it and happy Christmas. Well, welcome along to this week's Spanta section, your bonus content for Patreon subscribers who, I mean, you know, don't tell the other listeners, but you are our favourite listeners. <laughs> we don't fact, mind playing favourites. No, exactly. In fact, I've even gone and changed my shirt, Lily. Have you noticed? Yes, I, I just think you just changed. <laughs> I'll come back with a smarter shirt on. <laughs> it's so warm Scrub in here when we did the you. episode. I've sweated through my uh, T-shirt, so I put on a smart shirt for our uh, Spanta listeners. So this week, what we thought we'd do is recover a thread that I started back in March 2021, which actually ended up making a really good article for the other place, which was about the mistakes that you make in another language now before we proceed this is the kind of extra <laughs> content is, you guys want right this is what they want, Lily. They, want they want warts and all burps <laughs> and all uh, before we do anything we should probably issue a language warning because they're oh, <laughs> massive language warning if you got if you're driving in the car with kids this is not the time. Yes, turn it off. Don't let your children listen to this. Although my, th- all my, ch- my, both, all my children, no, both my children uh, uh, know all the swear words already in two languages, despite right. only being uh, seven and four. Um, so it's probably <laughs> <laughs> they're overachievers. Probably nothing that they haven't heard already. Um, so really, the idea of the article uh, was to say that you know don't ever be afraid of making mistakes in another language because it's a really good way to learn. It's also a very quick way to bond with people who are learning a second language like you we'll use this episode uh, this spanter as almost like a group therapy for us all because once you get out your best worst language mishap you feel the weights lifted because everyone does it you can't it's inevitable you're never gonna well i mean people say stupid stuff in their own languages don't they i mean you're never gonna learn another language without dropping a few clangers but the the good thing is i mean my my argument is that once you make that mistake and everyone laughs at you 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 know hopefully you can laugh along with them but also you won't make that mistake again you remember oh god that was that thing i said when everyone laughed and you'll be you'll be more careful with what you say yeah uh and it's a you know it's a it's a good and useful way to to learn a language plus it's really really funny um so my one that i cited uh, was when i'd first moved to spain and i went to the mercado de san miguel which is you know Mm -hmm. that gourmet market Mm -hmm. by the plaza mayor Mm -hmm. well that used to be just a normal market before it became you know gourmet market when i moved here in the year 2000 so i used to go and do my shopping there and i wanted to buy little pasta tubes and so i pointed at the packet Mm. of little pasta tubes behind the lady and i called them what i call them in English which is penny and pointed (laughs) at this uh, packet behind the woman's head and just went penny penny which for anyone who doesn't know obviously (laughs) means 
penis. And I did get a very funny look from the woman, but I did eventually go away with my pasta. Uh, Rosa, my wife, is a uh, classic for all this kind of stuff. In fact, this has become a regular family occurrence, which is for all three of us, me and my son, Oliver, and my son, Mateo to make fun of mummy's English and, and tell her that she speaks really bad English. In particular, we've, we've been focusing she recently. She that. No, she actually does, yeah. She's focusing on her pronunciation of mountain. Mount, mama, <laughs> it's not mountain, it's mountain, they tell her, which is great. Um, so, yeah, don't be alarmed if you get in a lift with my uh, wife and she asks you to touch the bottom because uh, <laughs> she has a bit of confusion with bottom and button and also she used to introduce my dad who was a solicitor by saying this is Michael he is a liar <laughs> <laughs> I mean well for me it's God, it's a daily occurrence. I think my ability to handle embarrassment has been tried and strengthened these last two years in Spain. I can barely get through a conversation without making a little mistake, but the truly horrifying moments definitely stay with you. I have a couple. One of the worst experiences was when I asked a new friend if he had a partner, but instead of saying tienes pareja, I said tienes un pajero, which means... <laughs> Have you had a masturbate? <laughs> uh, to which he replied, yes, every morning. And I was like... Well, he didn't, well at least he, didn't, he was honest. He, didn't <laughs> he, didn't even blink. he did not skip a beat. And I, 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 so in my head, I've just asked him if he had a partner and he says yes every morning. And I just looked at my friend like something's gone wrong here. Brilliant. We asked our listeners on social media to send us their most embarrassing moments and these are some of our favorites well staying on the penny theme i mean because this is a this is a really common one that uh we got a tweet from uh, a user called la marche and she said I, I mean this must be a an italian slip up because instead of saying molto bene she said molto penny <laughs> I mean, literally a, a lot of penis and then stephen german told us uh, that he has a friend who's a british doctor in spain and uh, that he once advised parents of a child with nits to pasar el pene por el pelo <laughs> tres veces al día, which is, uh, if anyone can get that, so run your penis through your hair. <laughs> Three times a day. <laughs> Three times a day. And then, of course, the other classic one is mixing up caña or cono with coño, which is, of course, the C word in Spanish. But, I mean, it should be said that it's, a, it's way, way milder. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's still a taboo word in, in English, but people use that word all the time. You'll even hear it in uh, in Congress. In songs. Um, it's yeah. everywhere. And I know people say it all the time. So Richard Baxell said that a non-Spanish-speaking friend of mine courageously tried to order two beers in a busy Madrid bar, except she asked for dos coños instead of cañas. And that one is just an, a, an absolute classic. God. Uh, we did get also a lot of mistakes between pollo and polla, pollo being chicken, polla being penis. Or cock. <laughs> That's right. Paul Berry said, me gustaría una ensalada de polla. And he actually asked for that in a restaurant in the middle of Chueca, which if anyone doesn't know, is the uh, gay zone uh, of Madrid. And then this is the other one. This is the, the, if, you know, the, the ones that we've had loads of are, are involving coño, uh, pollo, polla, uh, but also cajones and cojones one means drawers the other one means balls and paul reports that when he was in ikea he said to a shop assistant tengo problemas con mis cojones 
And then Justice Fingers says, I have a reverse example from my missus. When in England, before we got together, she asked for cock instead of coke in a corner shop. After blushing in confusion, the lad there behind the counter showed her a can of Coca-Cola. But his missus, wanting a bigger bottle, said, no, I need big cock. And did that hand thing that fishermen do (laughs) when showing the size of their catch. Well, on the cojones, Kathleen King says, when me and my pals from uni turned up in Madrid for our Erasmus year, our friend decided he wanted throw cushions for his flat as a sofa was too expensive. So he went to the shop and asked for cojones muy grandes. (laughs) Um, Joe Brennan, this is another one that came up a few times. Joe Brennan said, I was told last week that a Spanish student of mine went to London and got funny looks in Marks and Spencer's asking for tights. When she got home, she realised her pronunciation meant she was asking for a pair of tits. (laughs) And Al McGeary, who was our friend from the uh, Sobre Mesa podcast, uh, he said that he's heard students say, instead of I'm going to brush my teeth, I'm going to brush my tits, which (laughs) I've never heard a, a, a Spaniard say that one. And there's also... Uh, not just you know away from the rude ones there's also some good false friends and some good sort of confusions over words Uh, Owen Gilmartin uh, he reports that my first year in Spain I remember coming back from the toilet in a restaurant and telling a waiter no hay sopa en el servicio he was pretty confused and then he says as well I also had a language exchange buddy from the Canaries who informed me that all the bitches in Lanzarote are black. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> For non-Spanish speaking listeners, no hay sopa in el servicio. He was trying to say there's no soap in the bathrooms, but he said there's no soup in the bathrooms. And he tried to say all the beaches in Lanzarote are black, but he said bitches. <laughs> it does ruin it when yes, you have to explain it. Down the joke. I know, but it doesn't it doesn't have the effect if they don't understand. And then we got a good one here from Glenn Painter. This is not a Spanish one. This is a Polish one. He says, looking for universal phrases when first in Poland, I tried saying super duper. Super is okay. It means super. Duper means asshole. Taxi driver thanked me for this compliment. Oh, we saw this one quite a lot as well. At Matt Madrid 78 says, a major in the Spanish army seemed in a good mood one morning, proudly stating that his wife had made him breast fuck (laughs) 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 instead of breakfast. And a bit of literal translation on this one. Thomas McElroy, uh, he says, I lived with a host family when I moved to Spain as a student. The blinds in the bedroom broke. I didn't know what the translation in Spanish was, so looked in the dictionary. Went downstairs to announce that the theogos had broken in my room and I was unable to pick them up. That's very cute, isn't it? That's very sweet. Theogos meaning? Literally blind people. (laughs) And on a similar line, uh, with a bit of direct translation, Richard Torne says, almost as bad as a friend's suggestion to his Spanish wife, te corro un baño, which is a literal translation of, uh, shall I run you a bath? But actually sort of means, shall I come in your bath? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) At Dan Pari underscore says, two weeks after moving to Bilbao with zero knowledge of Spanish, I was texting a girl I'd met and one time when I asked her how her day was going, she casually replied that her flatmate was molesting her. (laughs) I asked if I should ring the police and we soon figured out what she meant. Molesting in Spanish meaning more annoying. Yeah, Yeah. bothering you, yeah. 
Oh, yes, this one was good. Lisa Sadlia at Family in Spain said, During our long road trips through Spain many moons ago, my hubby built up the courage to say that he thought Carretera must be a really big place as he'd seen it signposted everywhere. Brilliant. Carretera, of course, meaning motorway. <laughs> I had a problem with that, actually. When I first moved to Spain, I kept getting traffic fines because when you uh, go through, when you come to a traffic camera on a motorway, it says... It says ra- the word radar, radar. Mm. It says, you know, a caution, radar, for your safety or something like that. And I remember reading it, I think, oh, that's very nice of them, isn't it? They obviously, you know, control the traffic using some kind of radar or whatever. And had oh. no idea that it actually meant you're about to go through a speed camera, <laughs> slow down. And I got so many um, fines before I, I realised that. <laughs> um, this one from Alex McLaughlin uh, says, My wife, Spanish, whilst playing a game of charades, guessed a movie name as... Monkeys in the Fog. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. It reminds me of that scene from When Harry Met Sally when they're playing Pictionary or whatever it is. And Bruno Kirby's character, he's going, he's trying to guess what um, Meg Ryan is drawing on the on the blackboard. And he goes, baby, 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 baby fish mouth, baby fish mouth. <laughs> Just turn around and look at him like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he's supposed to be na- getting the name of a film or something. He comes up, comes up with baby fish mouth. I think that she means the... the- Gorillas in the Mist. Oh, Gorillas oh, in the Mist. Thank nice. you. That's nice why one. we've got Barefoot Connor here. <laughs> gorillas in the Mist. I think, but I can remember it. Monkeys in the Fog, Gorillas in the Mist. Of course, that's what she means. Can oh, I, can so I also funny. just say on, on Monkey, in Spain, they say when you see a very cute child or a cute sort of oh, anything cute true. on the street, they say you can say, que mona. like how, how cute or how beautiful, right? Que mona, I asked yeah. my friend, how appropriate is this? Because it feels like you're being, because it translates to how monkey. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it, it really does feel like you're getting pranked sometimes in Spanish when people tell you, no, 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 everyone does it in Spain. They, they the, Colloquially, this is very common, but I, I still sometimes don't feel brave enough to tell a a mother that their child is very monkey you know that's true yeah and there's some funny there's some funny slang terms that you know take people by surprise I remember when I first moved here there was this girl that I knew who was a bit sort of she was a bit up herself she'd been here a bit longer than the rest oh, of us so she really was, yeah she was uh she was felt you know she acted very superior and I had heard someone call a, a jacket uh, a chupa I don't, have you ever heard that no yeah so nickname for it yeah suck, slang right? for a jacket yeah exactly it means to suck hmm. and it's a nickname uh uh, sorry not a nickname it's a slang word that you can use for a jacket uh, and so I said this to her I was like oh yeah too bad and she, she, she looked absolutely scandalised she was like no that is not that is not a word for a jacket and I'm like okay whatever but I can assure you that it is, it is. <laughs> if you ever hear anyone say dame la chupa that's what they're talking about they're, <laughs> they're not asking for a favour <laughs> and of course let's not forget some good mispronunciations uh, one of the ones that one of the games I like to play with my wife is see if I can get her to pronounce properly uh, sheep and ship and and sheet and shit. And uh, we heard from Daniel Welsh, who says a student once told me, pardon me, Daniel, I must go take a shit from the printer. (laughs) And Daniel says, I tried to get him to say sheet for a few minutes, then gave up and taught him to say piece of paper. (laughs) A very famous story in my family is that my family friend who's from Costa Rica was trying to find the word for sausage one day, couldn't remember it, and was desperately trying to say to my mum to get her to help. She said... The, the hot of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. 
Andrew Walsh got in touch to say he'd been teaching his class sleep vocabulary, including the concept of 40 winks. Then one of my students informed me in an essay that every day after lunch he had 40 wanks. I gave, <laughs> I gave him the benefit of the doubt. And I love this one I love from Andy, uh, who's at Sombrerero. He says, I had a customer in Tres Cantos, which is a, a city in Madrid. He said, I had a customer in Tres, in Tres Cantos who had a machine that was repaired once by changing the hard disk. From then on, she calls <laughs> suggesting a problem with hard dicks. <laughs> <laughs> so good. At Animalville says, Italian export manager introducing to her boss a British client, David Horsley. She pronounced with her beautiful northern Italian accent, Debid Horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> And we heard from Fiona Flores Watson, who's at Seville Writer. She says, when I first arrived in Seville in the early 2000s, I would often pick up brochures from hotels for travel articles I was researching. On more than one occasion, I mistakenly requested a foyete, which would, of course, be a quick shag rather than a folleto, which would be a brochure. Well, we had so many submissions for this, but my absolute favorite came from my very good friend, Saad, who is an Arabic speaker, whose English is his second language. He says, I was solo backpacking throughout Central Europe and meeting a lot of random people. And once I mentioned that I was in the Czech Republic, someone asked me what for. I said, terrorism instead of tourism. (laughs) I realized the mistake when they left the table. That's how I learned the difference between those two words. <laughs> Brilliant. My favourite too actually came from a guy called Matoke Enthusiast. Arroba. He's uh, at Keb Abbas. He says, personally, I spent months saying, hice una corrida en el parque, which what he was trying to say was I went running in the park, but he was actually saying I ejaculated in the park. And then he also <laughs> said, a friend of a friend in a job interview said that she does manualidades in her free time. Manualidades is handicrafts, but she actually translated it as hand jobs. <laughs> so cold. Right, well, I think we've sufficiently lowered the tone for one week. Thank goodness that's not going out to <laughs> on to the main everyone. podcast. Well, I hope feed. it also makes you guys feel comforted that everyone's making the same embarrassing mistakes as you are. Mostly oh. sexual. Mostly, yeah, mostly sexual. sexual yeah. And also the Spaniards don't mind it because uh, also... As we know, their language, they have so many ways of saying these things. They enjoy it. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for listening. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. And we shall see you again next week. Hasta la semana que viene. Hasta luego. Hasta luego.